Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Thursday, December 29th, 2022. The weather today will be a high of minus 11 degrees in Edmonton, minus 14 degrees in Saskatoon, and 8 degrees in Toronto. Thank you, Evie. Hey there, everybody. We are broadcasting live as we do every morning, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time on the Podbean app. You can uh, listen to the recorded versions on pretty much every podcast platform, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all that stuff. Um, but but the, real, the real fun is joining in live every morning. It's a live show. You can join in live. All you got to do is download an app called Podbean, search up the Real Estate Investing Morning Show, and uh, follow the show, and then you, then you get notified at 6 a.m. Hey, they're live. You hop in. There's a chat here. You can see everybody saying good morning right now. There's also a call-in button. You can ask any questions you want about real estate investing for free every morning, free coaching. Um, so take advantage of it. Um, I can see a few people, yeah, uh, coming in here saying good morning already. Dawn's here. Good morning, El Ray. Good morning, Garrett. Good morning, Eric. G- Garrett <laughs> says that uh, he feels like it's been forever. Garrett's finally back. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> We're finally getting people, our regular yeah. listeners back. <laughs> coming back in. Good morning, <laughs> Chris the... and Cody and Paul. Yeah. And John. Yes, 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 yes. Awesome, awesome. I saw uh, Eric here as well. Cody's here. Um, I saw Eric uh, did a post yesterday. Um, uh, Cody, Eric, Matt, and Liam were working on their uh, their poses for their new album cover. Um, <laughs> they were doing some work <laughs> over at uh, at. Um, uh, Cody and Liam's Burr project there. And uh looks like they were laying some flooring yesterday and doing some other stuff, which is pretty cool. I, lo- I love seeing everybody working together. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. It's uh the community uh here is just amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Everybody working together. It's 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 really fun to watch. Um got a couple topics we could talk about today. Uh I actually I knocked off three topics yesterday. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> Good job. Um, I thought I was only going to get through one or two, but I was actually kind of impressed with myself because, um, I managed them all together. I, I, they were woven (laughs) all together. Um, and I didn't even notice it. I'm like, oh, we never talked about Burr renovation strategies. I'm like, yeah, we did. I snuck it in right at the end there. You did. It's perfect. (laughs) If you guys want me to go in any more detail or depth, just feel free to ask, you know, um, any more questions that you guys have. Uh, the show is built off your questions, right? We don't necessarily come with anything. Um, that's what kind of makes it unique is that it's a it's a it's a coaching experience more than a than a uh, than a presentation. Um, I shit you not. We wake up every morning and we have no idea what we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Still don't. Still don't. <laughs> Still wondering. <laughs> and yet, and yet here we are. You know, uh, we've been doing this live show for over a year now. Yeah, I've been doing podcasts for. Just about three years, I think. I think it started in 2019. Yeah. So 
Yeah. That sounds right. Or something like that. Yeah. Um, but the live show, the live show is a completely different beast because like it's every morning it's live. There's no, you can't, you can't, you can't have a presentation every morning. It'd be too hard. Yeah. But anyways, uh, the show is built off your questions. And um, there were two questions that uh, came in recently. <clears throat> and feel free in the comments, um, which, you know, tell me which one you want to hear most. I think we'll be able to get through both today. And any other questions that come through. But Cody had asked, uh, when you get a mortgage from a private person compared to a bank or Calvert, is it the same process? Do they send a mortgage document to your lawyer? And Joey had asked, um, it's a very good question. Yeah. And Joey had asked, what are some of your tactics for filling vacancies during the holidays? We have about, we are about to have three vacancies currently. So that one's a really good question as well. We'll be getting into those very shortly here. Um, upcoming events. Uh, yeah, we do have an upcoming event. Uh, this, <laughs> yeah. uh, not this next Saturday, January 27th. No, January 7th. What did I say? 27th. <clears throat> Pardon me. <laughs> Skipped a whole month. <laughs> next Saturday, January 7th, we have our REI masters January networking event uh, in Edmonton. You can sign up for that on Eventbrite. The link for the registration is in the free Real Estate Investing Masters Facebook group. It is a free, it's free tickets, but there is limited spots available. You can only fit so many people. Yeah. Um, so I think there's 50 spots available. We can always push it a little bit more than that, but. It's, pre it's pretty big house. <laughs> yeah, that one's a, that one's pretty big house. It's at one of our, it's at one of our flip projects in Edmonton. Um, it's our last one that's under construction for the year yeah. until we start buying new ones in January. Um, but this one should be done. It, it will be done. There's, there's, there's no, there's no doubt it'll be done. We got word that windows are going in today. Yeah. Windows are going in today. Finally. That's a nice surprise. They were uh, supposed to be in November 15th. <laughs> so you can tell that we're a little, we're a little happy. Um, windows are going to be in the, there's just finishing touches left. Um, the trim around the windows needs to be done. There's still a couple of rooms that have some trim that need to be put closet in. Doors. Some closet doors got missed um, that are getting picked up. And just just the last minute stuff of like, okay, what do you want to do about this? What do you want to do about this? Yeah. Um, but otherwise, the carpet's all in and everything. So yeah. um, you guys get to see a finished project, um, which is pretty cool. Very likely won't be like, well, it won't. It won't be like cleaned and looking sparkly. <laughs> Which is unfortunate, but uh, yes, but we don't want to clean it and then and have then people have come you in. Guys come in and no offense, muck it up. No offense, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's where the uh, the networking event is going to be uh, next Saturday, January seventh, in Edmonton. In Edmonton, one to three p.m. Free tickets. Go register on Eventbrite. Come on out and um, I mean, why why should people come out to a networking event? To network. One? Okay, thanks. <laughs> not letting you off that easy <laughs> well you all not only you get to network and build your network and make connections and find uh people who need what you got and they find and need what you got i mean they got you you need what they got they got what you need Did that i make sense? am interviewing for a new co-host <laughs> but you also get to see the flip process so a lot of you have been in 
um, the twaddle flip in previous stages. So you kind of get to see it coming together now and almost completed. So a little bit of learning, a lot of networking, and it's just a fun afternoon as well. Yes. You never know your next joint venture partner might be in that room or your next contractor that you're looking for. So it's a great opportunity. Networking, your network, your network. Oh boy. Oh, I'm, I'm interviewing for a new co-host guys. Your network is your net worth. <laughs> you never know who you you're going to run into. Um, a lot of, a lot of the valuable members of our team. Um, a lot of, you know, um, We've made a lot of great connections and we've seen, we've watched a lot of great connections being created in these rooms. 100%. It's not just about money. It's, there's so many different um, people that you need and, and, and that's just being resourceful, right? Getting out there, telling people what it is that you want, telling people what you have and connecting, networking, and um, hopefully help you get to your next stage or your next step through your, you know, your process and building your real estate investing business. Um, Plus they're just really good people. I think you mentioned that maybe. Um, it's just the the community is just is so fun and supportive and friendly. And these are the type of people that you want to surround yourself with, right? Mm-hmm. Surround yourself with like-minded individuals. Um, rather than, you know, the negative people that you're... And we can talk about that another day. <laughs> Don't get into our end. About auditing your circle <laughs> and making sure you surround yourself with the right people. Right? Okay. Uh, quick little commercial break and then we'll get into those topics. Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay. Some of you might have heard us talking about DCI Properties and how much we like their process and deal flow as one of the premier wholesaling companies in Canada. But one of the things most people don't know about DCI Properties is that they don't cherry pick deals for themselves. Everything they get under contract, they offer out to their buyers list. That's right. No sloppy seconds from no DCI. No sloppy seconds. <laughs> So if you're an investor looking for their next flip project or cash-flowing rental property, get on their buyers list today and check out their inventory. To get on the list for Alberta deals, visit www.dciproperties.ca slash albertabuyers or for Ontario deals, go to www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers. And we are back. You know who I just saw come in? Who? Kenny Clark just joined the live show. Good morning, Kenny. Kenny Clark. reached out to me and I uh, slid into my DMs. Nice. And uh, he's like, "Yo, hook, hook me up with that with that link." With that link to that show. And uh, yeah, he just hopped on the nice. show. <laughs> so good morning, Kenny, and, and good morning to everybody else that just popped in as well. I saw Amanda come in, Chris come in, Daryl's here as well. Um, Crispy is in the house. <laughs> and okay. Sheila, Sheila came in. Sheila came in too. Yep. Awesome, awesome. Can you keep an eye on those comments today? Sure for me it's kind of hard for me to do it it's it's yeah if you can do that for me just in case while i'm ranting about something or rambling um if anyone has anything relevant to it i don't catch the the comments until like 15 minutes later when i'm done and then uh and and, it's just awkward and then it's just awkward you know what i mean okay so uh, well how about i just go sequentially um by question the questions that we got um cody asked when you get a mortgage from a private person or a private lender uh, compared to a bank or say something, uh, um, maybe a more established uh, mortgage investment corporation or private lender like Calvert. Mm-hmm. Um, is it the same process? Do they send a mortgage document to my lawyer? That was his question. Yeah. So Cody's asking about like, um, you know, uh, your buddy Joe, who has a couple hundred uh, 
or maybe 500 grand in his bank account that he wants to lend out as a yep. mortgage. Yeah. And it's just, he's got cash and he wants to give you a mortgage. <clears throat> What's the process? Did Just before we get into that, did, did anyone not know that that was possible? Probably a lot of people. I don't, I mean, I don't know specifically here right now in this room. I would like to tell a little story. Okay. I didn't know that for a very long time. Yeah, 100%. I didn't. I thought the only people were what my mortgage broker had access to. Yeah. That's it. Well, uh, and it's funny because a lot of mortgage brokers do have access to people with private money. <laughs> facts, facts. But you, th but we both thought just the banks. Just the, the banks. A, B, C, D lenders. Because no one would ever lend their money to me in the form of a mortgage. Right? Wrong. Very wrong. <laughs> private mortgages, private lenders um, are very real. And a lot of, even the ones that aren't, you know, doing it, there are lots of people that would love to do it. And, and the people with money don't even know that they can do it. Yeah. Wait a second. I can give you a mortgage just like the bank does? And I can get really good interest rates because private mortgages <clears throat> are typically a much higher interest rate because um, they're riskier. Typically, they're yeah. bridge loans, flip mortgages, that type of stuff, short-term financing. Yeah, you're not getting it on a 30-year amortization and they're going to, you know, yeah, a five-year <laughs> five fixed term. term. Yeah. 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 Um, Paul asked, isn't that where promissory notes come in? Well, there's a big significant no. difference between promissory notes and um, and private mortgages. Yeah. Because promissory notes don't typically have collateral or security involved. Yes. Um, you can have security on a promissory note, but a mortgage from 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 a legal standpoint, from a legal perspective, is significantly more safe and secure than a promissory note. Yeah. Um, mortgage gets registered right on title. All right. So when you think about a bank, a bank lending you or a mortgage company lending you money um, for, to buy a home, they, what they do is they register a, a mortgage in first position on, your, on, your, on the title of the property, right? So when they pull title on the property, there's a huge caveat or a lien, whatever you want to call it, that says Bank of Montreal or TD Canada Trust. Now, if Gabby was to loan me $500,000 to buy a property that I wanted to, you know, flip or I wanted to rent for a period of time and then refinance, <clears throat> Gabby would do the exact same thing. She would go to her lawyer, say, hey, here's our mortgage commitment letter, just like a, a mortgage company does. Um, Gabby would send me a mortgage commitment letter saying that she commits to lend me the funds to purchase this property. And I would sign, she would sign, and she would send it off to her lawyer, and her lawyer would draft up a mortgage document, mortgage contract, just like a bank does. They would send it over to my lawyer. My lawyer would review it with me. I sign, send it back to Gabby. And then when on closing day, Gabby's lawyer would send the funds to my lawyer, who would send the funds to my seller, who I'm buying the property off of. And the transaction will be complete. Title would transfer once the money has been sent to the seller. The title is transferred into my name, and Gabby's lawyer registers the mortgage on title in first position. Done. 
Yeah. So it is the exact same process. Yeah. And you can set up the payments as interest only or like it's it's one of those. Yeah, it's one of those things that you can um, really uh, set up, however, whatever works for both you and the lender. So if they want monthly payments, if they want a balloon payment, if it's interest only or interest um, plus. Principal. (laughs) Principal. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys, I do have um, a pretty bad headache this morning. I'm trying my best, but words are extremely hard. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you can really customize it however you want. But it's pretty standard on, say, like a private mortgage flip loan that it would be interest only um, keeps the the payments, I mean, they're, they're still going to be pretty high because the interest rate is still going to be mm-hmm. pretty high. It's a risky mortgage, um, but it keeps them down from being extraordinarily high. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and that works for second mortgages as well. So, I mean, I'll, I won't dive too far into this, but same thing. If you already own a property and you want to add a second mortgage onto the title um, and you have, say, you know, Gabby has $50,000 and she wants to give me a mortgage. Um, in a second position. So let's, let's, you know, I'm going to change this up a little bit. Um, let's say Gabby, uh, gave me the first mortgage to buy that property for $500,000. And then I'm realizing, Oh shit, I need, um, I need some renovation money and I need $50,000. So I call up, um, I call up Cody and say, Hey man, I, uh, you know, would you be willing to give me a a mortgage, a loan for $50,000 for my renovation funds? And Cody says, yeah, sure, I can probably do that. And um, and Cody says, well, like, what's what's the collateral? Like, what are we securing this to? And I say, okay, Cody, um, I can give it to you in second position on this property that I have some equity in. Not the property that we just bought, but let's say on my home, where I, uh, I have a $200,000 mortgage on my home. My home is worth $600,000. So I got $400,000 worth of equity in this property. I'm looking for a second mortgage. So the first mortgage is TD Canada Trust. It's a $200,000 loan, um, loan balance. I would be asking for $50,000 and then your mortgage would go on title in second position. Same process. He would send over a mortgage commitment letter. I would sign it, goes to the lawyers, the lawyers sign everything. Money comes through on day, um, on the day that we're done. And, um, and then Cody's lawyer would register a mortgage on, on my, on the title for my home but it would be behind the TD Canada trust mortgage, meaning that it's secondary. TD, TD gets their money first, essentially. Whoever's in first position gets their money first. So in the, it's, when you're talking about security, <clears throat> it means that everything's all good until it's not good, until Wayne stops making payments. And when Wayne stops making payments and... And Cody needs to foreclose on on Wayne for the mortgage, and uh, TD Canada Trust needs to foreclose on Wayne. I don't like using me as the example; it's just terrible. <laughs> when they want to foreclose, what ends up happening is they go and they sell the property, they liquidate the property. It's a long process, but the proceeds of the sale, who gets paid first? It's always the person in first position, mm. and then whoever's in second position gets paid second. So second position mortgage isn't as good as a first position mortgage, but as long as there's enough equity in the property, it's, it's the loan to value is still reasonable. Then it's always, everyone will always get paid. But if there's not enough equity in the property, that's where the person in the second position, pardon me, if there was, you know, 
there wasn't that much equity and and maybe there was two hundred and thirty thousand dollars worth of funds paid out at the sale. Well, TD's going to get their two hundred. There's thirty thousand dollars left. Cody's like, well, he owes me fifty. And TD's like, well, I got my money. I was in first position, so mm-hmm. that would be the situation where it would kind of suck for Cody because then he'd have to take Wayne to court yeah. and pursue the the funds. You know. So right. yeah, so that's why I mean, uh, first of all, it's really important to to vet who you're lending to. Yeah. Um, second of all, um, so with private money, like it's up to you, as I said, fully customizable, it's up to you to set the guidelines. So, um, you know, you can stick to the, um, you know, only loan up to 80% of the value and mm-hmm. make sure that the person still has 20%, um, equity in there so that there's a buffer or you could loan up to hundred percent. It just depends on your relationship, your trust, their track record, all those types of things. Um, but you know, if you're looking at loaning money to somebody that's, you know, maybe it's a new relationship, you definitely want to do your due diligence and also probably not, definitely not lend up to that 100% loan to value Yeah. while you're getting to know their business and how they work and if you trust them and if they do good, you know, if they have a good, uh, well-established business that they're running well, mm-hmm. those types of things. Uh, like I always mention, I try whenever I bring something like that up, I try not to scare people or discourage them. So I will say this. I always try to leave on a positive note because the the way to make that work, the way to feel comfortable with doing private lending um, is exactly what Gabby just said. That's, you know, early stages. If you don't have the trust with someone, you know, don't don't bend your rules and don't, you know, lend. Um, don't make a risky investment. Make sure you cover your ass and make sure that there's enough of a buffer there and security that uh, in the event that it doesn't go right, there's enough equity in the deal that you can always liquidate it and get your money back, okay? And, you know, not loaning over 80% is the standard um, because that means that there's 20% equity in the property. So in the event that you needed to, um, that the, the borrower defaulted and you needed to liquidate the property and sell it and get your money back, that 20% is your cushion. So yeah. in the event that there's legal costs or that you don't get the full price for the property, you had to sell it quickly. We, we know that the 80% of the loan or the 80% of the value is still there and you're going to get your money back. Yeah. Now, as you progress and start building trust with individuals, like if you're a private lender, and you've got this amazing, you know, say a fix and flipper that you lend to and they do all these projects and they always make profits and stuff like that. It's a little bit safer and you can you can loosen up your your criteria a little bit just to make it a little more appealing to them to make sure that they always use your money. Right. Yeah. You as a private lender, you want to make sure your money is working. always at work, always at work, always making money. You don't want it sitting in your bank account. Um, another another way to to feel comfortable with it would be for. You know, depending on the the investor that you're lending to, the borrower, maybe they get really good deals on the buy. Maybe they maybe they bought it at sixty cents on the dollar, and you look at that property and think, okay, that house is actually worth significantly more on the buy. I'm okay lending a little bit more because I know that if I had to liquidate this property, I could sell it for more than what they bought it for, right? So you just need to be really good at analyzing deals and looking at it and determining, okay. Is this a really good deal? Is this a tighter deal? Do I want to see some more money down to make sure that it's good? Like you need to be able to analyze deals and underwrite them properly, Um, which can be a little bit of practice, a little bit of time. But once you get good at it, it's pretty simple, right? Yeah. And that's what mortgage companies do. They have underwriters that look at deals. They get appraisals, right? 
If you're not comfortable with it, go get an appraisal, pay for an appraisal, make the borrower pay for the appraisal. Yeah. Or go talk to a uh, real estate broker, a uh, realtor that you know, and ask them to pull comparables for you and estimate the, um, the value of the property. Mm-hmm. Right. This is way, way, way more in depth than his question. What was his original question? Is it drawn up the same way as a standard mortgage document? Yes. Yeah, it is. The answer is yes. Yeah. And also, um, <laughs> Kenny had a, a question. In, no, it's great. I think that this is a fantastic topic. Um, but Kenny also asked, can mortgage brokers in Canada use private lenders? And yes, they can. So if you, Kenny, have, you know, a million sitting in the bank that you want to put to work and, um, you know, you've worked hard and now you're at the private lending stage, you can say, hey, um, Shelly, the broker, I have a million in the bank and I want to put it to work on some private lending in real estate. Um, I want these kinds of projects. So, you know, um, I want my money to be kind of like in and out no longer than say six to eight months. I want these type of types of interest rates. I'll, I'll lend it out. I'll do like 80% loan to value mortgages at 12%. Um, and I just want to make sure that they're kind of established. I don't want anybody like new to flipping that doesn't really know what they're doing. I want to make sure that it's, you know, that it's in good hands. And Shelly will say, okay, Kenny, Um, If I have any of my clients approach me looking for private uh, mortgages, I will connect you to if it fits those guidelines. And so they, they, that's what they do. They, they can then match make you with, um, with, with people looking for money. And um, the, like, so it's great for Kenny who doesn't need to go searching for people to lend his money to. And he doesn't like a lot of the legwork is done by broker Shelley. Right. So you, you, there's that benefit. However, on the borrower's side, it could be a little less attractive because now a broker fee is being worked into the deal as well, which can be expensive. Yeah. So there's well, anywhere pros. from one to two percent. Yeah. Of the of the loan amount. Of the loan amount. Yes. So if you're getting a four hundred thousand dollar loan, um, that can be four to eight thousand dollars. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I, I gave you the look like you better jump in here. <laughs> Wayne gets paid for the math. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's it's fantastic. It just has its pros and cons. But that doesn't, like, you can also go to Broker Shelley and tell Broker Shelley that. You could also tell Broker Dan that. You can, you know, reach out to the brokers that you know mm-hmm. who um, might have those types of connections within the community, which is fantastic. But that doesn't stop you from also going and looking and finding your own people who need money and working with Like them. next Saturday? Like next Saturday, showing up at our networking event. Um, and, and networking with people and seeing who might need some money. Yeah. So yeah, you can, it's, it's fantastic to reach out to brokers and, and make those connections as well. Absolutely. Why not? Well, that, right. And I mean, and also the other thing is that you might be catching people who are in, um, oh shit moments where they thought they had financing lined up. Like lots of people just need quick bridge loans too, right? Yeah. So they thought they had financing lined up. Something fell through last minute and they're going, oh shit. Wayne and I have been there. Yeah. And we went, Broker Shelley, we need help. Can you get us a bridge loan? And they, and Broker Shelley got to work and got us a bridge loan, which turns out we didn't actually need to take. We got that financing <laughs> last second to come through, but it was, it was there when we needed it. Um, and she had the connection, you know, when our financing fell through. So, yeah. Yeah. 
or perhaps maybe um, your mortgage term is up and your lender isn't going to renew. Maybe you got some private financing for your flip. Um, it's been sitting on the market a little while and then your lender calls the mortgage because your six months is up and you're like, well, I got an offer coming in tomorrow. Can you please extend this another 30 days, 60 days? And the lender says, no, well, you're going to need some financing in the short term. So yeah. just kind of bridge you over. And again, bridge loans are going to be <clears throat> uh, typically higher interest as well. Um, you get your lowest interest with, you know, big banks, your A lenders, um, where there's insurance involved like CMHC, um, the lower the risk, the better. And then longer terms, longer terms. So they know that they're going to make their money off of you over a period of time, as opposed to like, you know, you getting a short term loan. They have like the cost of just drawing it up, having their legal team and their underwriters and the appraisals and everything, you know, involved the, the cost of just drawing up a loan alone. <laughs> that was good yeah <laughs> it it like they wouldn't make any money they'd probably lose money if you sold the property in six months right so that's why they want you to to have it over a longer period of time so that they know there's a guaranteed that's why fixed fixed term mortgages are typically well historically the lowest interest rates yeah because you are locked in you're and if locked you in. back out you're getting screwed well they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna give you a early mortgage cancellation penalty um that's going to be equal to what they would have made if you stayed for the five years yeah or very close to it so that's just a little insider um look at you know how lending works yeah um you know we own a lending company as well and i had to learn all about this i had to learn all about mm -hmm. foreclosures and and uh, you know defaults and how to make money and how to lock people in and contracts mortgage documents and stuff like that so um stuff that i'm very very familiar with unfortunately um but one other thing i was uh, since this is a very good topic um that we can kind of stay on and sorry joey i think yours is gonna be yeah we'll still have time uh is joey even here i haven't seen him hmm. show your face or we won't talk about it <laughs> i don't even think joey's here today like, why would I even answer his question if he's not even here? He's not well, here. Well, he asked it when he was here. <laughs> he's got to know that. Okay. <laughs> Kyle uh, slid in the back of the room, too. Did he? Yeah. Good morning, Kyle. And Mary. Good morning, Mary. <clears throat> Good morning, Mary. <laughs> Kyle says, make him wait a couple weeks for his answer to his question. <laughs> you mean after he's filled his vacancies? <laughs> True. His is like time, time pressing. <laughs> okay. So Joey is part of the master's mentorship program though. Yeah. So Joey He's can got ask, somewhere to ask. Joey can ask literally and I could answer it right away. Yeah. I think Joey was just giving us some decent content to talk about, some topics to talk about in the I, morning and show. And I think we should. I think it's a great topic. But I'd like to continue on with okay. this private mortgage thing because there's a few other different ways I can um, see when I, when I share a show like this in the future, someone says, Hey, can someone tell me a little bit about private lending and how it works? Or can someone tell me about private mortgages rather than typing it out for 20 minutes? I'd rather just like copy a link, yeah, paste a link. So I'm going to stay on this topic, but, um, let's take a quick little commercial break here. Um, um. Wayne looks confused since you can't see him. Oh, I couldn't find it. Oh. I was trying to find it. Is it there? Yeah, it's there. Okay. Um, 
We'll take a quick little commercial break and then um, we'll get back into, um, I want to talk about RRSP mortgages as well because it kind of falls under the same yeah. um, topic. Uh, funny thing, <laughs> I'm trying to find the, my commercials, but um, I've got so many like little Stupid. joke <laughs> joke um, sounds. like Wow. And uh, boring. That like I can't find my commercials anymore. <laughs> it's bullshit. <laughs> anyway, so here's a com- here's the commercial that I promised. I'll be back in a second, and we'll uh, we'll continue on this topic. Hi, folks. Barry McGuire here. I'm inviting you to join our free Facebook group, Barry McGuire's Creative Real Estate Education. We go live every Monday discussing all sorts of creative real estate strategies. You know, nothing can match the power of learning from Canada's top creative real estate experts. We provide you with the education and tools you need to close your first damn deal. It's the most important one. Join our free group, Barry McGuire's Creative Real Estate Education, and we'll see you Monday. Oh, can I say something else first before Mm -hmm. I get into that? Um, Someone was asking... on the show like two or three weeks ago about wholesaling. I don't remember the show. Um, I think was someone asking, was this on the show? Was someone asking for an in-person wholesaling course that we recommended? I feel like it was Paul. Was it Paul? Maybe. Yeah. Paul says that was me. Uh-huh. Paul. Okay. So Paul was asking, Hey, is there, do you recommend an in-person wholesaling course? Yes. And I said, no, no, <laughs> I don't because there isn't any. And that me as a problem solver, as an entrepreneur, the way that I operate, I'm like, that's a problem. Yes. The market needs a solution. Yes. And I said that don't worry, I would take care of that. Yes. And I would put together an in-person wholesaling course. Uh-huh. Well, I'm not doing it. Oh. But I'm a part of it. What? March. Don't quote me on the date. Mid to late March in Calgary, Barry McGuire is putting on a wholesaling course in person. Nice. Yes. So I made it happen. Yes. So <laughs> um, details are still... Uh, still developing. F- developing. Thank you. you can, you're doing just fine with your words. <laughs> Details are still developing on that, but there will be more than likely. <laughs> <laughs> we hope. It hasn't been announced yet. So, but um, they're, they're working out the, the details right now, but um, it sounds like there was a date that was proposed to me. Um, and I said, yes, I am available. Um, but I don't want to say that just in case it changes, but it is going to be in Calgary. It's going to be mid to late March. Um, and, uh, and so if you're interested in learning how to wholesale and it, you want to get it from like the guy, not me, Barry, I'm talking about Barry, um, Barry McGuire, real estate lawyer for 45 plus years. Yeah. You know, all the documents are good, right? Yeah, and um, what I love is that um, Matt Leisure just had a like amazing, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, not referral. Um, recommendation. Recommendation. 
still not the word I was looking for. <laughs> um, he highly, highly recommends the course. He he left a really nice re review for them on their student success page, I think. Yeah. Um, just stating about how, I mean, Matt's a part of the master's uh, mentorship program. So he got free access to the um, online home study, kit. online home study kit. Thank you. And he said that it was, it was just basically life-changing. Like it helped clarify everything that he needed. He got all the ducks that he needed, everything like that. Where? And if I said docs, not ducks. And um, if you follow him at all, you'll see that he is crushing the wholesaling. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Business. Just, just mind blowing what he's doing. So I, I remember when Matt started wholesaling. Yes. A phone call to you. Yes. I remember where I was. I remember the deal that he was talking about. I remember how ridiculous he sounded. <laughs> and then I remember how ridiculous I felt when he fucking closed them. Yeah. The deals that he's putting together is unbelievable. Yeah. So most, a lot of them from across the country. <clears throat> so not just in his, in his home city. And even the ones that he does in Calgary, he's doing them when he's out at camp. Yeah. Like he's not even home. He's got his, he's got his little team out yeah. in, out east. He's got his team back home and stuff like that. Yeah. So anyways, Aha, yeah. Matt's here with us. Is he? And his wife. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, if you guys are interested in wholesaling, Paul, um, Paul asked for it. We got it. Yeah. So um, Barry McGuire is the guy to learn from. Yeah. Barry McGuire is definitely the guy to learn from. Um, you know, lots of people put wholesaling courses on. If you see any local wholesaling courses or online courses, just know that the documents that they're using are probably Barry McGuire's. Yes. Um, so I'm going to be there. Uh, I'm not sure who else is going to be there quite yet. Like I said, the details haven't been announced, but in March, um, Barry's going to be putting that workshop on in Calgary as well. Barry's putting another one on. Uh, I was going to say, Wayne, that I'm really surprised that they're doing mid to late March because isn't like first thing April, the Toronto... Um, April 1st is Toronto. Yeah. They're doing one in Toronto. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm trying to pull up the information here. Um, but let's see here. See if I can find it. Everybody just <laughs> chill out for a second. I thought we were talking about RSP market. Just chill out. I got lots <laughs> of show left. I don't know how long that topic's going to be. Okay. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> The proposed date for the wholesaling was going to be March 18th. Mm -hmm. Don't tell her I told you. <laughs> um, and then April 1st in Toronto for agreements for sale. Wow. Yeah. So I'll be, honey, I'm going to be away a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be in Calgary on March or whatever, 18th. Or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then flying out to Toronto um, for the agreements for sale course in uh, in Toronto, like I said, on April 1st. Um, so that's another one guys, if you guys are interested in, um, in learning how to do that and you're in Ontario or Manitoba, a lot of people from Ontario has, have flown to Alberta to take this course. Half the people in the workshops in, yeah. uh, in Alberta like this are last normally one, there was tons, tons, yeah. you get people from, from Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan, BC. Yeah. Um, I believe we had someone from Nova Scotia as well. Yeah. So anyways, um, that's April 1st. So Barry's got some courses coming up, some workshops, which is uh, pretty exciting stuff. Um, by far my favorite courses that yeah. I've taken. Yeah. Um, that's the big reason why in the master's mentorship program, Gabby and I don't really create any courses. 
like we do like we do workshops but like we like to dive deeper into like a little more in depth into the strategies opposed to teaching strategies all the courses that we have the home study kits are all barry mcguire yeah and if i if i'm gonna learn about a, a topic that requires like contracts and like intricacies and stuff I want to learn from a lawyer. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what my thought process was when yeah. I was starting. Yeah. I'm like, that's the guy I want to learn from. Yeah. Cause I want to know that it's done right. A lot of these advanced strategies, uh, private mortgages, agreements for sale, rent to own, wholesaling, vendor take back mortgages, joint venture agreements. They're all based off contracts, right? <laughs> that, you know, the reason why people don't, dabble in these things without taking a course it's because the contracts alone that's the most intimidating thing yeah. if i'm to do this crazy thing that i've never heard of before but it looks really freaking cool i want to know that i have a contract protecting my ass yeah right that's that's 100 why i took it originally yeah paul um, says it's already on barry's website shut up <laughs> is it hang on well, that's good you won't get in trouble <laughs> is it announced? Well, then I got I got to recut the Donna and say, so why aren't you? Why hasn't she? Why aren't you advertising it? it? <laughs> I'm sitting here. Okay, agreements for sale is on their website. Oh. Nope, that's September 24th. Okay, nope. Hang on, please hold. Do, 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 I have that music. Do, 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 do. Okay, stop. It's not on this web. Where where is this? I don't see it. Holy shit, snacks! It is. Right there, bam. March eighteenth. Uh, good question. Let me check. Wholesaling twenty twenty three Saturday, March eighteenth. Guys, Sheila says it was posted a few days ago. What? Where? <laughs> no, it wasn't. On the website, probably. <laughs> oh, do you do you guys have it like bookmarked and you're checking it daily? <laughs> That's so cool. Okay. There you go. March eighteenth, wholesaling Calgary. Okay. So here's here's a fun thing to try. Give this a shot. See if it works. It doesn't always work. Um, if you're going to be buying it, use the discount code REI Masters. Mm. Okay. Somebody try it now. Somebody try it. <laughs> you should get about thirty percent off. Now it doesn't always work. So if you if you want to buy any of the home study kits, you can use REI Masters and get a discount. Merry Christmas. Um, I don't throw that around to you too much, but I don't know if it's going to work on these workshops. So give it a shot if you are. And if it's not, shoot me a DM. I'll have my people call their people and I'll make sure you get it. Because <laughs> like by far the best education, like literally this, it's the only education that really matters for us. Like all of their education is what built our whole business. Everything I just talked about. All the joint venture agreements, all the joint venture partnerships. We've done wholesaling. We've done tons of wholesaling. Um, agreements for sale, tons. Rent to own, tons. What am I forgetting? Vendor take back mortgage. We've done two. Yeah. Uh, Sheila, the discount code was REI Masters. I think it's all caps. If it doesn't work, just shoot me a DM or email the show and we'll get that for you. But uh, 
Yeah. Oh, she said she saw it after Wayne reposted the AFS course. Mm. I didn't know they announced that. That's amazing. Well, I'm, yeah, if you're going to be in Calgary for the wholesaling course, I'll see you there. If you're going to be in Toronto for the AFS course, I'll see you there. Um, very excited. They put on really good workshops and good food. <laughs> Are they including food though? Oh, shoot. What did I just do? <laughs> there, there'll be lunch. They always do. There'll be lunch. If there's no lunch, I'll buy you lunch. Oh, God. <laughs> it'll be a pizza party wayne's ordering 50 <laughs> foot longs Ooh, subway party okay what were we gonna Get talk the about the party platter party sub yes is that a thing still i thought I that know. i thought that went away why covid don't say it like that maybe it was <laughs> okay okay quick question for chris or should we um no nope. Okay, oh, it's off topic. Chris, I will save your question. If we got time at the end of the show, we'll get it. If not, then... Poor Joey uh, needs answers. Oh, Joey. <laughs> Joey's not even here. Okay. So... Eric says subway platters are definitely still a thing. How come I never see them? Have you ever seen them? Have you ever eaten a subway platter? Have you ever worked? You know what? I think that now they're just like on platter trays instead of like That's, bringing out the big like party sub they don't give you the 16 foot they sub don't give anymore. you the big giant sub just like chopped into slices that's right because everybody's got an allergy now oh damn gluten-free dairy-free can't eat onions <laughs> i think enough people died in the workplace for them to make some changes but yeah you can't get your cold cut 16 foot sub did, anymore. Did they die or did they just get diarrhea? Oh my God. <laughs> Gabby. Still taking applications for a new co-host. <laughs> um, Submit yeah, I, them to info at com. <laughs> I, yeah, I just, I, have, I think they're right. Uh, who said that? Who what? Oh, Eric. Eric, um, yeah, I think that it's, uh, I think they put them in individual little containers now. Little platters. <laughs> See if I can drag this out for another yeah. 14 minutes. <laughs> John says, yes, they're good. <laughs> Thanks, John. And another thing. <laughs> RRFP mortgages. You know, Subway should be sending us some money. I agree. I mean, we've spent probably three or four minutes talking about Subway here. I think we hey, deserve some. I want to I want to give a I want to sorry, totally cut you off, but I want to give a huge shout out to Nasir and Eric who both left us reviews on iTunes yesterday. Can we read them? Everyone <laughs> Can we so, read them? <laughs> everyone's going to be so pissed cuz this RSP thing is never going to be talked about. Thank Let's you read guys them. so much though. We said that it means a lot to us and it matters for our show and um, thank you Nasir and Eric from the bottom of our hearts. Did they send you a private message? They did. And what'd you give them? A shout out. Oh. Did wait. It hasn't been loaded yet. John has the Subway platters for lunch every Saturday. What? <laughs> it's like sa Saturday tradition. That is crazy. How many kids do you got, John? Yeah. 
<laughs> yes, Garrett, mentorship call tonight. <laughs> How many topics can I talk about in 30 seconds at the same time? <laughs> okay, R-R-S- John has them at work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not for his 18 children. RSPs. RRSP mortgages. Are they the same as private mortgages? Yes and no. Um, so I'm sure you guys didn't know this either, that um, if you have money in RRSPs, uh, you cannot invest them in real estate. However, you can invest your RRSPs in mortgages. So we were talking earlier about, what did you say the guy's name was with the money? Well, Kenny had the money. He had one mil in the bank. Good for Kenny. Yeah. He's worked hard. Kenny's got $500,000 in the bank. He decides he wants to lend that money out in the form of a mortgage at, you know, whatever, 16% interest, which is very good. I mean, uh, that's cash on cash. That's, that's, that's very good. Um, Don't get that in the, never mind. Anywhere. Yeah. (laughs) Anywhere. Like your your RSPs. (laughs) Yeah. I'm giving you that. You don't get that kind of return anywhere guaranteed with, with security and collateral. Yeah. Right. Um, now, what if you had 500K sitting in your RRSPs? Yes, you can lend that out in the form of a mortgage as well. Meaning, Gabby has 500K in her, um, or Kenny has, let's say Kenny, just so people don't get confused. Kenny has 500K in his RRSPs. He's been, you know, his company's been matching contributions for years. You know, he he left that company. He's got all that money sitting in a, in a in an RSP fund. He's kind of lending it in this, and sorry, he's been investing it into this and that. And TD Canada Trust kind of takes care of it, but it's like it averages out maybe six percent per year. Um, but it's up and down. It's all over the place. It doesn't seem like it's moved in ten years. Um, someone asked him, "Hey, would you be willing to lend me your RRSPs in the form of a mortgage so I can buy a property to flip?" Kenny says, "I don't didn't even know that was a thing." Um, so what you do for that same process, mortgage commitment letter, you know, send it off to the lawyers, you sign, they sign money gets transferred over. The only difference is, is that, um, there are two trust companies in Canada, two, two of the major trust companies in Canada that will facilitate this for you because you can't do it on your own. Um, the most common one in Canada is uh, a company, a trust called um, Olympia Trust. Okay. Um, what you would do is you will go to Olympia Trust's website. It's been a while since I've done this. Um, let's see if I can figure it out while I'm talking. Okay. Go to olympiatrust.com. Oh, God. It's just as bad as I remember. <laughs> And then you go down. Oh, God, this was. Yeah, I remember. You don't need to navigate the site. Just I just need to remind them if they're listening that their their whole process sucks. (laughs) Um, But basically what you're doing is you're having your RRSP funds transferred from where they're sitting now into a self-directed. Uh, account with Olympia. You have to put it into a self-directed account first. Sorry. So what you need to do is you need to pull it out of whatever, whoever's managing your funds and you need to get a self-directed account. Once you get it into a self-directed account, then you can fill out some forms with Olympia Trust and it gets transferred to the Olympia Trust. Okay. From there, you can lend out your funds through them 
in the form of a mortgage to whomever, whoever you want to lend to. Um, it needs to be at least arm's length. So you can't lend to family, um, kids, anything like that, brother, sister. But you can lend to a friend um, or to a coworker or to another investor in your community. And same thing, you can lend it out at whatever, 15, 16 percent or whatever you, you choose, whatever you want, 4 percent, 8 percent, 8 percent. And uh, the difference is, is that the interest um, that you make on it, the return that you make does not go into your pocket. It goes back into your RRSPs, mm-hmm. right? So it goes back into the trust accounts. And then you can just keep re- reinvesting those funds into mortgages over and over and over again. But with the returns that you get on RSP, sorry, the returns you get on private mortgages are significantly higher and more secure than most investments, right? It's not a, oh, I hope I get a really good return on this. It's like, no, I lend my money out at 15%. So if you can keep lending your money out at 15%, that money's going to double yeah. very quickly, right? And it can be the type of thing where like it could be a one-year term and you can just decide to like if the person wants to keep borrowing that money, they can, you can just keep renewing it yep. for one year terms or like, yeah. So you can, you can also manage the length of it for what the borrower yeah. needs those funds for. I like RSP mortgages for second mortgages. Yeah. Because um, say for example, like you need money for renovations. This is, a, this is a question or topic that comes up a lot. It's like, Hey, you know, thank you for referring me and teaching me all about private lenders, but how do I, fund the renovations for my flip. See the private mortgage, the private lender is covering my the the mortgage to buy the property. I need money to renovate it. And that's typically when I say go get a second mortgage on one of your properties. And so you can you I like RSP mortgages for that because typically the people that are lending on RSP their RSPs, they don't want it to lend it out for four months and then the money come back and then lend it back out, you know, two months later for another five months. And because again, when the money sits in your account, it's not making any money. Mm-hmm. You need that money out working. So I like our using RSP funds specifically for, you know, um, loans for, for renovations and stuff like that. Um, because that money, uh, keeps moving it's 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 it stays you know i lend that out for a year or i borrow that for a year but the people that i'm borrowing it from are happy because it's they're making interest on it every single day so rsps are really good you can they can also do it for mortgages as well you can do it for second mortgages first mortgages so for purchases or if it's a second mortgage then it would just be for whatever they want to use it for um, renovations or you know a down payment for example see if you were to get a second mortgage on your home um, with an RSP mortgage, you could use those funds to buy your next property, renovate it, refinance it, get the money back out. See, there's so much creativity that you can um, that you can implement with this. Um, so, yeah, uh, RSP mortgages are very much the same. They are. Um, the process is very similar. The only thing is that it needs to be done through a trust company like Olympia Trust, or I can't remember the other uh, the other common company. I'm going to check the comments here really quickly. Um, Paul says, Olympia will ensure that the RSP is used properly without tax penalties. Um, Garrett says, will someone take my money and make it work? Because mine has averaged 2.6% over the last 10 years. Yeah. I was going to say, when you said an average of 6%, I was like, that's high. (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, I'm just basing it off of like what my pension has been doing. Um, We get my pension um, summary every June. 
And I don't know, maybe they're investing in some more aggressive stuff, but like we've averaged like anywhere from eight to 16%. Yeah. Do you even read it? <laughs> I guess not. I just look at, at the amount. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, it's growing. Um, but I mean, I didn't see last year's, but it's not guaranteed though. Yeah. It's based off of investments into like the U S market and, and, and bonds and stuff like that stuff. I don't understand. Um, but like, I, yeah, sure. A couple of years I made, you know, 12 and 16%, but what if I made 15% every year? Yeah. Every year. You know what I mean? I'd love that much more. Uh, the only reason why I haven't used my, my, my pension, my RPP funds is because, um, I left, uh, the union a little over two years ago and I had to wait two years. I had to be out of the union for two years before I could put my, uh, RPP, my, my registered pension plan, uh, into a self-directed account. Mm -hmm. So I had to keep it in there yeah. uh, before I can turn it into uh, to transfer it into a self-directed account. So once they, they, it's like, if you, you know, went and got your job back, Yes. Yeah. Then if I went back to the union or was under that same pension plan, they don't want me leaving a company, taking that money out and mm -hmm. then putting it somewhere else. They want to keep it in keep the pension. It in there. Yeah. So now that I've been out of the union for over two years, now I have the ability to put it into a self-directed account. And that's a hundred percent what I'm doing. Yeah. I'll be lending out those funds. Well, I don't know. 15, 16%. <laughs> so we'll just keep it in there. <laughs> so, we'll see what it does this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, Garrett says pension. What the hell is that? <laughs> uh, union. How was the union? Ooh, Johnny Five says made 17% in 2021, made minus 17% in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> and and so a lot of people would, oh, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole and doing this kind of math in the morning, but a lot of people would think that um, that means he is breaking even right now. But do a little bit of math. Imagine you were up to... Let's say you had $100,000. Okay, I'm going to end with this. Say you had $100,000 in your RSPs and you made uh, 5%. Uh, let's just say, um, okay, we'll use his numbers. He made 17%. So he has 117000 117000 But then the next year, he Less. lost 17%. 97000 $110. How did you do that so fast? I did it while you were talking. Oh, so is he back at $100,000? So he no, made 17% in the yeah. first year and then he lost 17% in the second year. Is he back at $100,000 or where is he at, Gabby? He's down. So he's at 97110 Crazy. Yeah. So he lost 2890 Crazy. Something to think about when like, oh, I made 12% every year, 12%, 12%, 12%, then I lost 17. Where are you at? Yeah. Math's kind of funny. A lot of people don't know that. So he's actually down about how much? 2,000 something? 2,800, yeah. Damn, that sucks. Make sure you're paying attention to that stuff. That, that That's honestly like, my goal has always been to be a private lender to mm -hmm. private lending is just where it's at. If, and, but I mean, the reason why I didn't start with private lending is because I didn't have any money to lend. Yeah. And as you start building up your, you know, your portfolio, you start building equity, you start doing more deals, you start doing flips, you start making some capital and you build up your nice little kitty, a little investment fund. 
it's not a bad idea to pop into private lending because I, I find it way more stress-free, um, way less hassle, not dealing with tenants, not dealing with repairs and maintenance and vacancies and that kind of stuff. There's too many variables, which I love real estate investing. I do. I, I have a podcast all about it. Every you should listen. <laughs> I, I love, oh, wait, you are. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love it. Um, but in my opinion, the private lending is better. It's just so much more secure. I think it's most people's target. Invest, invest, invest. Build up the bank. Loan. And the same thing. If I got RRSPs or you know a pension plan, uh, a locked-in lira, whatever you want to call it, locked-in registered thing. I don't want it invested in all these different things where like, you know, the market controls it. I want to be in full control of it. I want to like, can you just imagine if you had full control of your RSPs, you had 500K in your RSPs and you chose who you lended it to or you chose who you invested it to. Like I would choose to lend it to Cody because Cody's freaking awesome. Cody is kicking ass. Cody's trustworthy. He has experience. He's getting coached in real estate investing. That seems like a pretty low risk investment to me mm-hmm. for a really great return. Mm-hmm. And even if he fucks it up, I've got a mortgage on title that in the event that he fucks it up, I just take possession of the property, liquidate it and get my money back anyways. Yeah, I always win. The bank always wins. So that just sounds like a no brainer to me, right? Indeed. I love private lending. I love private mortgages. I think it's awesome. And and I'm so shocked that I didn't know about it for so long because I thought it was, oh, just buy a rental property. The tenant pays it off. In the future, I'll have a f- completely debt-free asset that I can give to my kids, which is like very, very vanilla, you know, way of looking at real estate investing. But there's there's so many different cool things you can do. And we, we talked about a lot today, private mortgages. We talked about uh, agreements for sale. We talked about wholesaling, joint ventures. Mm-hmm. Question here. I will just check it really quickly. Wayne, if your end goal is to be a lender but don't have the capital, what stops you from raising capital lend out? Ooh, very good question. I mean, there's nothing stopping you from creating a mortgage investment corporation. Right. That's how the company Calvert operates. Yeah. As they raise funds into their fund, their mortgage investment, their mech, and then they lend it out for a higher rate and they collect the difference. That is a thing. A little advanced. You know, I don't think that most people who, you know, who just bought a townhouse and, and a suite and a, and, and, a, and a six unit multifamily building this year can just jump right into building a mortgage investment corporation. Mm-hmm. Um, that quickly, but it is, it is definitely possible. Um, yeah, if you are raising funds, I mean, we're going to talk you're, to your accountant. Well, and <laughs> go read this, go read the, you know, the, the laws under the securities commission, the securities laws, because you, you technically can't raise funds to invest. You there's, there's, there's some technicalities in there, which I, I don't really want to get into as we're three minutes over the show, but hundred percent. Um, you can start a fund, you can, uh, start a mortgage investment corporation. Um, 
but just make sure you review the securities laws before you hop into something like that. Um, Paul says borrow at seven and loan out at 15%. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how big financial institutions make their money. Yeah. Ultimately. Okay, cool. That's, uh, I think that's, that's good enough for today. Today is Thursday. Is it? I think so. <laughs> Thursday. Okay. It's, it's coaching night. Yeah. Masters uh, coaching calls tonight. Uh, I guess that makes it tomorrow Friday. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.